بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله العلي الأعلى الولي المولى الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الحمد على ما أخذ وأعطى وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد كل نفس ذائقة الموت My dear respected elders and brothers and those who are listening at home السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته The world we live in has different types of challenges and different types of difficulties with which it confronts us. So every day, life is never 100% smooth. The only person you'd be surprised, the only person it's actually smooth for is the one who is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What I mean by smoothness is when your heart doesn't become troubled. The only person who will never become troubled is the one who's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a high level of tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then it doesn't matter what happens in front of him because he recognizes that everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will deal with it. For example, there was a person who was told about the death of his brother. <clears throat> a person was told about the death of his brother. He was eating. He was eating. Khana ka raha tha. Bhai ki intikal ki khabar kisi na kar sunai. Somebody came and told him about his brother's death. So he told the person, he says, sit down and eat. Have some dinner. Sit down and have some dinner. Mezbani karne laga. Right? He says, sit down and eat because I already know. So the person said, how do you know? I came to tell you because I thought you didn't know. I found out I'm the only one who knows. And How did you know? He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already said, Kullu nafsin maut. So I already know that it's going to happen. Now of course this is not normal. We couldn't do this. This is not normal. But when we hear these stories, at least it helps us to deal with our losses. This is a very, very high level, very high level. We, we, you know, we're not saying we have to become like this. But at least it will help us to get closer to that level. Now, the thing is that there's always going to be difficulty. Ibn al-Jawzi rahmatullahi alayhi, he says, مَنْ أَرَادَ أَن تَدُومَ لَهُ السَّلَامَةِ وَالْعَافِيَةِ مِنْ غَيْرِ بَلَائٍ فَمَا عَرَفَ التَّكْلِيفِ can you ever have a smooth life with no difficulties, with no calamities, no tests, no losses? Is that even possible in this life? Ibn al-Jawzi said that anybody, anybody who thinks that he will have always salamat, no problems, no calamities, and he will always be in a smooth state, without any kind of calamity or difficulty, 
then this person hasn't understood what it means to be mukallaf in this world. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us responsible in this world to deal with these things. This person hasn't understood that and he also has not understood taslim. He hasn't understood submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because how can you submit to Allah when you don't even know that he's going to bring difficulty to you? So this idea that a person's life will be without difficulty or can be without difficulty, that's an impossibility. And anybody who thinks that and who thinks it's possible hasn't recognized the way Allah has made this universe. So he's not a true believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's trying to get something which is in Jannat and not here. It's only in Jannat where everything will be smooth. Where there'll be no tension at all, whatsoever. Then he says, It's necessary that some kind of pain is felt in this world. It's necessary. For every nafs this is necessary. Every person this is necessary, whether they are believers or not believers. Everybody will feel pain, some kind of pain. And, وَلَا يَطْمَعْ أَحَدٌ أَنْ يُخْلَصَ مِنَ الْمِحْنَةِ وَالْأَلَمِ Nobody can desire that they will never have a challenge. Yes, you can ask Allah for afiyat. But you, should, you will never be able to desire that you will never have any kind of pain whatsoever. يَتَقَلَّبُ فِي زَمَانِهِ فِي تَحَوُّلِ النِّعَمْ وَاسْتِقْبَالِ الْمِحَنِ So he says that every person, at any one time, they are either confronting some kind of difficulties, or the situation is that they, are, they have some form of happiness and enjoyment. So he's going to be one of these states. And that's why one of the poets, he says, لَا قَضَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَنَا بِفِرَاقٍ إِنَّ طَعْمَ الْفِرَاقِ مُرُّ الْأَمْثَاقِ لَوْ وَجَدْنَا إِلَى الْفِرَاقِ سَبِيلًا لَأَذَقْنَا الْفِرَاقَ طَعْمَ الْفِرَاقِ What he's saying is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not decree on any one of us to be separated by, with our loved ones. He's hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but obviously it's going to happen. But what he's trying to say, he says that the, the taste of separation is one of the most bitterest things that you have to deal with. When a beloved is lost and disappears, then that's one of the most difficult things to deal with. And then he says that if I was to find a way to go and attack separation, separation, he makes it like a person. He says, if I was to find a way to separation, then I would make it taste separation. So it will understand what separation feels like so that it doesn't provide separation for anybody. It's just poetic talk. Now, the, the most difficult thing is that if you lose something of the world, however cherished it may be, meaning something, uh, possession, inanimate object, your pen, your house, your car, Something you've been cherishing for 5, 10, 15, 30, 40 years. Letters from your grandfather, letters from some beloved, whatever it may be. You'll feel extremely bad. You will feel extremely bad. But worse than that is when a person experiences the death of somebody else. Especially a beloved one. The love, beloved one, somebody very close and cherished. That is when you feel even more. This is just the nature of the world. If a person feels worse at losing his car in an accident than he feels at losing his mother, he must be crazy. So generally people feel much worse because it's not replaceable. With a car you can get something better. How can you replace your mother or your father? 
In fact, sometimes mother and father is more difficult to lose than your own children. Because you could have more children and Allah could bestow you with more children. But a mother, where are you going to get another mother from? Where are you going to get another father from? But the thing is that once they are lost, what are we supposed to do? That's the most important thing. Allah wants to see how we act and then He will reward us accordingly. That's where the belief comes in. Now think about it. Think about it. If somebody dies in a horrifying accident, and if that person, if, the, if their immediate family does not have faith, how would you deal with that? Just imagine that you did not have faith. And if you lost a very close one in a gruesome situation, how would you deal with it? You, you would just feel it's a loss. There's nowhere to go now. It's a loss. Khalas finish. There's no way to now meet again. There's no way that we can get anything out of this. It's just gone, finish. And it happened abruptly. When people die of natural causes at 80, 90 years old, then people don't mind too much. But when they die earlier than that, they have an issue. But this is where faith comes in. If you have faith, then suddenly you start realizing that this is Allah's at the end of the day. Every one of us is going to have to die. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted this person to have a higher place in Jannah. That's why He put them through this difficulty and gave them this seemingly horrifying death, which seems horrifying to everybody around them. Which seems horrifying and disgusting to everybody around them. But for them, just as is with the shaheed, that they die a seemingly bloody, gruesome death, it only feels like a prick. In fact, it's full of pleasure, which is impossible for us to understand. It's impossible, but that's what's been mentioned. That these people, they... The people who die as shuhada, they actually feel pleasure. They would actually like to tell the people they're leaving behind that this is a beautiful thing that I've experienced. Don't worry and don't be concerned. But for the outside, we don't know. For it, it seems like, hey, I don't want to go this way. Subhanallah. The people who understand the haqiqah and the reality like Umar radiallahu anhu. He said, oh Allah, grant us shahada in your path. The Prophet sallallahu himself said, that I would love to have died in the path of Allah and then be brought back alive and then die again in the path of Allah and then be brought back alive. There must be something he knows that we don't know. So that's from that person's perspective. Another thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that some person, he likes that person. But that the person doesn't have enough rewards. They, had, they don't have enough rewards. He wants to give them a higher place. So he puts them through some difficulty and gives them sabr or takes their life in an unusual way, which the Prophet ﷺ tells us is shahada, 70 different forms of shahada. Being dying in an accident, dying drowning, dying in pregnancy, dying delivering a child, dying in some other situation like that, in an unnatural situation. So only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But that's where belief comes in. And you know what's most amazing? There's a, and again, this is not what we rely on, what I'm going to, about to tell you. It's just something which makes you feel a bit better for a while. But we don't rely on that. We rely on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger tell us. I believe it's Columbia University. They did some research on a number of people. And they found, on their brains in fact, and they found that people with depression have a certain part of the cortex of their brain starts thinning when they have depression. And the people who had faith, the people who had faith, that part was actually thicker. So they were able to withstand depression more than a person without spirituality. 
So it's not just behavior they're talking about now. They're talking about something they can physically and something tangent that they can see and observe that they have a thicker cortex, people with belief. So they can withstand more depression. So a person's belief will, 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 cre- you know, will thicken that part of the brain. Now these things change every day. Tomorrow there might be another study saying something else and denying this. So we don't, that's not our point. Our point is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tell us. That's why numerous, the, the story that I mentioned in the beginning, the person was ready for it. But that's a very high status for that. It's related by, uh, in Imam Muslim, Imam Muslim relates in his Sahih from Umm Sulma radiallahu anha, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِنْ عَبْدٍ تُصِيبُهُ مُصِيبَةٍ فَيَقُولْ إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Anybody who receives a musibah and he says, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ We are for Allah and to Him we will all return. That that person has returned, that thing has returned, we're also going to return. It's just different timings. He says, وَإِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ And then this dua, اللَّهُمَّ أَجِرْنِي فِي مُصِيبَتِي Oh Allah, give me reward for this musibah. That's why among many of the Arabs, when you go to give condolence, when, when they give you condolence and console you over your death, over, some, uh, over somebody's death in your family, they say, أَعْظَمَ اللَّهُ أَجْرَكَ May Allah increase your reward. Now, somebody else is dying and Allah is saying, uh, and He is giving you dua that, Oh Allah, increase your reward. Because... This is exactly what the hadith mentions. That you're supposed to make this dua, Oh Allah, give me reward for my musibah. Because I'm going to deal with it in the proper manner, so you give me my reward. So then the person makes a reward for, for you to say, Oh Allah, increase your reward. Oh Allah, increase your reward. And give me better than it. Now remember, a father or, the, or a mother is never going to be replaced. And a brother or sister may never be replaced. But Allah will satisfy you, He will calm you. That's why forgetfulness is a ni'mah of Allah. Forgetfulness is a ni'mah of Allah. Ajib. If you, imagine if you couldn't forget the day that you had a problem and a calamity. Imagine how you felt that day. You would feel the same 10 years later. And we don't have just one calamity in life. We have many, many, many calamities. And imagine if they all felt the same way even after 10 years. Imagine what our life would become. So forgetfulness to forget is also a ni'mah of Allah. Obviously not to forget all the time, which is a problem, but to forget eventually these things, they become Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us happy. This is also his ni'mah, that Allah satisfies us. And he gives us the reward. So many things Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us. So this is the dua. إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ اللَّهُمَ أَجِرْنِي فِي مُصِيبَتِي وَخْلُفْ لِي خَيْرًا مِنْهَا if a person reads this, the hadith mentions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him a reward for his musibah and he will give him something better. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, listen, there is none among you except that he is a mehman. He is a guest in this world. Everybody is a guest in this world. Nobody is here permanently. Nobody owns this world except Allah. Everybody is a guest. وَمَالُهُ His wealth is just held in trust. You're just holding it in trust, Allah can take it anyhow He wants. وَالضَّيْفُ مُرْتَحِلُ A guest eventually leaves. وَالْعَارِيَةُ مُؤَدَّاتِ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهَا And whatever Allah has given you to look after, eventually has to be given back. This is the way 
This is the way we deal with these with these things. وَمَا الْمَالُ وَالْأَهْلُونَ إِلَّا وَدَاعِئُ لَا بُدَّ مِنْ يَوْمٍ تُرَدُّ الْوَدَاعِئُ That's what the poet says. He says the same thing. عطاء ابن أبي رباح who is a great tabi'i, student of Ibn Abbas anhu, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Ya ayyuhal nas, anybody, anybody who, <clears throat> of the believers, who is afflicted by a musibah, فَلْيَتَصَبَّرْ بِمُسِيبَتِهِ He should have patience in his musibah. فَإِنَّ أَحَدًا مِّنْ أُمَّةِ لَنْ يُصَابِ مُسِيبَةٍ بَعْدِي أَشَدَّ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ مُسِيبَتِهِ because there is nobody in this ummah. Now he's talking to the believers in particular. He says there is nobody among the believers who has had a worse musibah than the loss of me. Loss of the Prophet ﷺ. That was the greatest musibah. So think of that and it will make you deal with your musibah much more easily. Imagine how the sahaba fell. Imagine the ummah if the Prophet ﷺ was still around. There's a hadith related by Abu Musa radiallahu anhu that Rasulullah ﷺ said, إِذَا مَاتَ وَلَدُ الْعَبْدِ when a person's son, daughter, child passes away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his angels, Kabattum walada abdi, you just took the life of the child of one of my servants. You just took their life. And they said yes. They would say yes, we, did, we just did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Kabattum thamarata fu'adih, you just took the fruits of his heart. You just took the fruits of his heart. They say, yes, that's what we did. Then he said, then he will ask, فَمَا فَعَلَ Abdi, Tell me what my servant did now. How is he feeling? What did he do when he lost these beloved ones? So the angel will say, Hamidak wastarja. He praised you and he did istirja, which means he said, لَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِلَا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ He did exactly what you told him to do. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then say, Ibnu li abdi baytan fil jannah wa sammuhu bayt alhamd. Make a palace in paradise for him and call it Baytul Hamd, the house of the house of praise. These are all the rewards. There's so many rewards, and you see the way the Sahaba dealt with these things, it's amazing. We just don't have time uh, to go through all of these things. But this is uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it very easy. مَا أَصَابَ مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ No musiba reaches you except it's with the permission of Allah. Musiba, the word in Arabic itself, is something that directly hits the mark. Allah wanted whatever it is to happen in that way. Allah knows His wisdom. But He told us how to deal with it. That's what's the most important thing. That's why when uh, somebody, somebody was told that uh, somebody... He, uh, uh, Mutarrif ibn Abdullah al-Shakhir, he passed away. He was a great wali of Allah. When his father found out about it, his father went out and with nice clothes on, he went out. With nice clothes on when his son passed away. Ajib. Somebody said to him, what are you doing? What kind of a behavior is this? You know, wearing good clothes like this at the news of your son's death. So he said, look, وَعَدَنِي رَبِّي تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى ثَلَاثَ خِصَالَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised me three things. كُلُّ وَاحِدَةٍ مِنْهُنَّ خَيْرٌ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Every single one of them is better than anything in this world. And they are more beloved to me than in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتُمْ مُصِيبَ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Those people who when they receive a musibah, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Then he gives the rewards. أُولَئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ Upon these people is the salawat, the blessings of Allah. If you, are, if you have sabr when you lose somebody, 
and you do it for the sake of Allah, recognizing Allah's hand in all of this, Allah will give you blessing. Salawat. Mir Rabbihim. And then Rahmah. Allah will give you mercy. Wa ulaikahumul muhtadun. And these people are considered the guided ones. This is exactly what he said. And that's why Ibn al Mubarak, Abdullah ibn al Mubarak, when his son passed away, he said, This is what he said. He had it all prepared. He said, for an intelligent person, he should do on the first day what a jahil person will do after five days. A jahil person will cry and rend his garments and get angry and uh, wail and, and things like this. Alhamdulillah, our, our, in our community, we generally don't do this. This is ignorance, alhamdulillah. But after five days when they realize none of this is beneficial, then they'll say, oh, inna lillahi wa insan, they should do this from the beginning. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward. So any of us who have lost any great thing, this is the way to deal with it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us uh, calmness in our hearts and grant our deceased. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of them highest place in Jannatul Firdaus and accept them in the best of manners. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.